Hey you guys, this is the Couplings Fire Podcast. Here's a couple of things you might need to know or maybe you just forgot. I'm Taylor, a volunteer firefighter and also a firewife to my favorite firefighter. Join me as I talk anything and everything fire-related. I don't claim to be an expert. I just love to talk fire, and everything I say is my own opinion. My goal to inspire anyone listening to take the steps to bettering their department however they can. Let's get on to the episode. It's time for another episode of The Taylor Files. <laughs> hey, you guys. What's up? I am enjoying the gorgeous weather here that we're having in Nebraska. My goodness. It is maybe high of 80, 83 today, right? And it's, it's September 1st. So the wind that's coming through right now is a nice, cool wind. It's not the hot stuff we had for most of the summer and August and stuff. Ugh. I, I am a fall girl, let me tell you. <laughs> I, I love wearing my sweatshirts. I love um, everything about fall. I love the crisp, cool air about it. I kind of love how kids go back to school. <laughs> I'm not against kids, right? I, kids are great. They are. But uh, I don't have any of my own yet. And I don't know. Sometimes it's nice to kind of get a break from them around town, too. <laughs> You understand, right? That's not bad of me. <laughs> oh, so if you hear a little bit of natural noises and whatnot, um, that's that's what it's about. I'm hanging out outside today because I really felt like it. <laughs> so uh, uh, first of all, happy Halloween to everybody. This is the first chance that I can say that. My Halloween season officially runs from September 1st to November 30th. And you heard that correctly. I guess maybe not necessarily November 30th. Pretty much like the weekend after Thanksgiving. So Halloween is celebrated way too short, right? The whole celebration is just way too short. I love Halloween so much. I'm a sucker for horror movies and murder mysteries and stuff like that. And just, um, I, I, I just, I say something Halloween, I love it. Like, I... Uh, what was it? Spirit Halloween had their competition going on. I don't know if they're still doing it or not to be like their chief spirit officer. And part of me is like, I should totally try for that. Right. Uh, no, I love Halloween so much. I have probably three times as many Halloween decorations as Christmas decorations. And I have a lot of Christmas decorations. (laughs) Uh, the kids used to be scared to come to our house because I would set up the front yard and the porch and everything so freaky. I This one year, I made this guillotine, and it didn't actually work, right? But you had to stick your hand through the hole to get to the candy, and kids were so freaked out. Like, they wouldn't do it. And, like, parents were like, I love your house. I think it's awesome, but it's too scary. I can't bring my kids by. <laughs> oh, it was cool. It was cool. Anyway, so, so yeah, it's, it's too short of a time to celebrate Halloween just in October, so, you know, so there's the, uh, the whole September 1st to November, to the end of Thanksgiving, basically, and once Thanksgiving weekend comes around, it changes, all the decorations in the house change from Halloween to, to Christmas, and that's Chris's deal. Chris, Chris loves Christmas. <laughs> he had this idea, because we used to own this gorgeous Victorian home, it's so huge. And his goal was one day to fill every single window with Christmas trees, with lit Christmas trees. 
And we were starting to make our way there. I'm pretty sure we had five or six Christmas trees. <laughs> so, if that tells you where Halloween's at for me. Anyways, getting off of that, happy Halloween. I probably won't say it again until it gets closer, but I'm just so happy to finally be able to say it to people. So, on when I do these solo episodes, well, really for a while, you know, I don't, I don't want to speak to Chris's journey through entering a career world in the fire service, right? But I want to touch on points that I'm seeing from my side of view. Just because it, I don't think you hear often enough out there, as as first responders, the actual first responders, don't hear the, the take that our spouses go through. We might hear from our direct spouse, husband, wife, whatever, right? But we don't necessarily hear it from others. So I wanted to kind of take this time to kind of just kind of recap. We, it's been a week since Chris has started Academy, and I've learned a lot. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> um, I used to be... So you guys, if, if you haven't followed my journey in this podcast from the very beginning, if you haven't been listening to it from the very beginning, here's a quick recap for you. Basically, Chris and I were... Um, we were friends in high school. We got, ended up getting married, um, dating and married and everything actually after he moved away, which is hilarious how that all worked out. Anyways, I had nothing really to do and he was finally on the fire department for volunteer wise, right? So I ended up getting on as an auxiliary member. And what an auxiliary member meant in that department was it was actually the spouses of the firefighters they were the support system for the fire department. So when it comes to, you know, bringing them food on scene or helping them out with different events and stuff, if they really need it, um, they would do other community projects, uh, things for the community and for the nursing homes in town. So that's kind of what the auxiliary did. So I was on there for a little while before joining the fire department. And so I, I started out as a quote unquote fire wife first, right? Then I got caught with the fire bug after taking pictures for the fire department for a while, and I actually became a full-fledged firefighter myself. So I've been doing just the regular firefighter thing as a volunteer since 2013, I think, if I remember right, 2013. So it's been a while, <laughs> you know, that's been uh, eight years. So going back to right now where I'm in, de- in between departments, as you guys kind of heard last episode, that whole situation there, and Chris is going through Academy, I'm back to square one again, which is being a firewife, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. I, I commend you other spouses who have dealt with it for a while, because holy crap, I thought I was prepared. I thought I was going gonna, gonna to be super easy, and I was like, I'm good. I'm good to go. We're going through... You know, we had this meet and greet thing um, with the department before it all started, and they were talking to other spouses and family and what to expect. I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. I know all this stuff, you know? Like, I've, I've been in this world. I know what they deal with. I know, you know, I'm probably the one to best understand what they deal with while I'm not actually there with them, right? I, I'm, I'm prepped. I'm fine. I, I won't have a problem adjusting to this. Well, I have. I've had a big problem adjusting to it. Um, I'm, it's getting better this week because I put in some kind of new rules for myself in place and I'm working on a schedule. We'll, we'll get into that here in a second. Um, so 
how do I want to start this? I'm used to seeing Chris every single day, right? And I still do right now, because Academy, it's not like he's staying overnight. But he is gone. Let's see, we wake up at 4.45 in the morning. He leaves for Academy at 5.45. And then he gets back about 5.45. You know, it's a 12-hour difference. Not bad. And technically, yes, I have the rest of the night with him. But for the night, we are quickly making supper. And then the entire rest of the time, um, which is probably about two hours after that, after supper, is, is it's, it's usually spent studying. And, I mean, it's, it's working well. He's doing well on his test, so that's fantastic, you know. But it's basically eat, study, shower, bed, and then do the same thing the next day. Um, so it's, it's, it's interesting to get used to because we really don't have a lot of time during the weeknights to talk to each other. To, to catch up like we used to do. I used to see him, he'd leave for work at eight, come home for lunch over the noon hour. We had the entire noon hour together. And then he'd come home at six and we'd have the entire night. And we'd probably go to bed at like 10 to 11 at night, you know? So it's just, it's a big, it's a big change that I've just, I wasn't prepared for quite mentally yet, even though I told myself I was. Um, so going through it last week was was a sticker shock to that. And when he when he finally got home on Friday evening, I like I felt like I, I felt so needy. I felt like I clung to him like a like a koala bear. <laughs> you know, that's exactly how I felt like I felt like a koala bear hanging on to him. And I, I kept hold of him the entire night and I just over the weekend it got better and it got back to almost normal and then, Back into Monday, same thing again, right? So this week, I have some plans. <laughs> it's been going well. It's Wednesday, so um, I'm, I'm, I'm a lot more sane. I think, first of all, because I know what to expect, right? And second off, I've, I've put into a schedule that really makes sense for me. So since I have my own business at the moment, I currently actually work from about 6 o'clock in the morning to somewhere around... Anywhere between 1 and 3 in the afternoon, depending on what projects I have that day. And then from there, right now I'm taking time out to, to record this podcast, actually. Um, after that, I will take about an hour to an hour and a half to work out and get that done. Cool down for a little bit from that and then make supper and have supper done in time for him to be home from work. So um, basically any free time I kind of have in my day. I try to shove in between the 1 o'clock and 3.30 time range <laughs> to do anything else I need to do. Then uh, when he gets home, I actually, I've actually been helping him study for a couple different reasons. First of all, I spend more time with him that way. And I like my husband. <laughs> I really do. I, I enjoy spending time with him. It's been the two of us taking on the world for the last nine years, almost, you know, almost nine years now, and I can't imagine life without him. So I spend as much time as I can with him when he's home. So of course there's that. Uh, second of all, I want to learn all of the technical stuff when it comes to the firefighter one things that he's actually going through right now, because I love learning and I've never actually been through a firefighter one class. I want to, and I know after this, I will be a hundred percent prepped and primed and like I can soar through a firefighter one class hopefully pretty easy after this 
so it'll be really nice to kind of have that extra studying and everything done beforehand. And third, <laughs> I, I, I drill him pretty dang good on the, on the quizzing of stuff in the book. So it's funny, he'll go through the test prep book and then I'll actually go through and go through the book and ask him different questions, different ways and stuff. And he's like, I get way more out of you quizzing me. <laughs> I ask him the hard questions and I ask him things different ways. So apparently it works. I don't know. Uh, sounds like he gets a kick out of when I actually help. Sometimes I actually help read the chapters to him too because it's different than him just reading it because that gets boring. So there's this one thing. So he's going through building construction and there was one roof that's called a, a bansard roof. We're trying to figure out how in the heck are you supposed to remember that? And I'm just like, man, this is hard because I was just trying to make fun. And that's literally how he remembers it now, you know? And then um, there's, a, there's a type of uh, roof shape or whatever that looks like a like a classic old barn like not the classic classic that's a gambrel right but you have the other one that kind of looks like a barn with like a second layer or whatever in it or like an old schoolhouse or something like like you think of like a, a red schoolhouse with like a bell up top right it's called a lantern and I was like how in the heck are you supposed to remember that I'm like well to me it kind of reminds me of like a barn or something like that right and so if you think of you know, a barn, you think of a cow, you think of like the Chicago fire, and then you think of a cow kicking a lantern to start the Chicago fire. I mean, it totally doesn't quite make sense, right? It's whatever, but it, it's something so far out there that it actually helps him remember what it is. Uh, so that's the way I like to study. <laughs> I don't know, I, th I was gonna go on to a different type of episode today, actually, right? because I really had something else I want to talk about, but I'm really, I'm really liking this conversation though about, about dealing with uh, a spouse starting Academy from the op opposite end. And I think I want to dive into that more. Oh no, we have stupid blue jays around here. Oof. So if you, uh, I mean, they're, they're pretty, don't get me wrong. I love them, they're gorgeous, but especially the mamas, they get really territorial. So if you hear a bunch of, Gah! <laughs> you know, cacaing here, it's a, it's the Blue Jay. At our old place, we used to have a few cardinals. Those were, they, they, they loved our tree out in front of our yard. Um, so yeah, I wanna, I wanna dive into going back to the role of just a quote-unquote fire wife now and a couple of just thoughts with that because why not I mean no one's here to stop me it is hard it, it it's very hard not seeing your significant other often enough and I think it would be different if I actually had a job outside of the house right now and maybe that'll happen in the future right but at the moment, I kind of, I, I got what I got. But I, I really notice his absence when I'm home. And I honestly applaud anyone who has kids and who's going through this right now or has gone through this because you guys are rock stars. I, I know I could do it if I needed to, but I, I, I can imagine how difficult it is 
to to raise kids, to shuffle around kids, to, to figure out, you know, how do you explain to them what's happening? How do you explain where your mom and dad is, you know, depending. It That must be tough. Because if I'm just having problems by myself, like, oh, man, having a couple of little ones around to, like... <laughs> Granted, it probably keeps you busy, too, you know, where you don't necessarily have the time to think about it either, but you miss them because your spouse is going to miss things when they're at work. And that goes for any work, but when it comes to the first responder realm, they're going to be gone for longer periods of time. So I actually think I'm going to enjoy it more when he goes to 24-hour shifts because then at least on his off days, I'll get to see him the whole day, right? Like, it's not like he's going to be on for a full 24 hours for all the week. No, it's going to be like a day here, a day there, you know, like the, the schedule he's on, it's going to fit to that. And I'm going to be able to see him more often, actually. I think actually a better quality time with him on his off days. Um, and I think it's going to be easier just through the 24 hour shifts, you know, cause I can throw out a text and I can maybe not expect something right away. You know, I'm not going to be one of those people, but, you know, I can expect when he has time, he can be like, oh, hey, you know, just respond and whatnot. Whereas in Academy, I do my best not to say, not to text him or anything. And even if I do, it's not like he can text back unless it's lunch hour or he's on his way back from work. Work Academy. It's been kind of funny. We've been kind of debating. Do we call it school, work, or Academy? <laughs> it is work. So, um, no, it's... I just, I, I didn't, I thought I knew what to expect, and I didn't quite expect this somehow. And I, I'm wondering in the future how I can help future spouses, significant others, go through the same thing and actually start out on a better foot than I did because I got cocky. And then when you get cocky, then the next step you take. You know, and if, if something goes wrong, it's like a huge hit in the gut and it actually hits worse than if you were worried about it in the first place, I think. Um, so let's, let's go on to the, because I'm just kind of letting my brain go wherever it wants to go today. <laughs> How about the whole term fire wife? Some people don't like that term. Some people think it's. I, I don't know if you can hear the frustration in my voice trying to find the right words because I want to be able to say what I mean and sometimes it's hard to find the right words to do that. Some people think that you put too much stock into your... I'm, I'm going to say husband. I know it's significant other. I know it can go both ways. I, I get that. Just from here on out, you know what I mean. I respect everybody who's on the job, every spouse that's there with them, you know, just whatnot. But I don't want to have to think too much about <laughs> trying to make sure I'm 100% politically correct and forget my train of thought and where I want the stuff to go. So, precursor. I'm going to say husbands, okay? So's you know. <laughs> um, so, you know, people think, some people think that taking on the term firewife is very possessive almost of their husband's occupation and that they shouldn't be doing it and how you know it's like well you're not the one in that profession so you should not be taking on that public service 
kind of name almost. Along with that, they're maybe the same people or other people see it as you don't value yourself enough to think of yourself other than what your husband does for a living. And you feel the need to define yourself off of that. Um, I, I understand to a point. Because I am the same way too, to a point. I feel like I'm split down the middle, as it tends to be with a lot of things. I don't, I don't love calling myself a firewife. Um, I think, I feel like it's more, uh, it makes more sense now since he's career and I'm volunteer, but I don't think it diminishes who the wife thinks she is. She could be a super fantastic, like, like seriously get after it, stay at home mother, right? There is nothing wrong with that at all. (laughs) I was actually half of my plan before we moved was to, I had my own business, yes, but my plan was to try to, you know, be at home with the kids. That's why I had my own business. That was my long-term goal. That was my version of success, is to be able to have a stable enough income to then be able to kind of work part-time from home and to have kids at home that I'm watching over and possibly homeschool and things like that. That was my plan. You know, there's nothing wrong with doing that at all. I commend everybody for doing that. But then you could also be a a kick butt businesswoman. You know, you could either have your own business, you could have your own storefront, maybe. You know, what if you're actually brick and mortar, right? What if what if you just work in an office for somebody else doing other things? You know, you, there's so many other things you can do, but you can still be proud of that whole firewife name. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's taking pride and love and wanting to be a part of the fire family that is and should be in every firehouse. Your husband, again, refer back to the political correctness spiel a little bit ago. <laughs> your husband risks his life to go and help people every day. First of all, you should be proud of that. I know you are, but you should be. Second of all, Second of all, second of all, he trusts everybody else on his crew to be there for him, right? They're, they're meant to help him in his hardest times. They're, they're meant to be there to pick him up. They spend 24 hours a day with him whenever he's on shift. They become a second family and they're supposed to. That's how they trust each other. That's how they work the best together because they spend so much time and they end up bonding. You, as a wife, need to trust his crew just as much, if not even more. Because they're the ones who are going to make sure that your husband comes back safe at the end of the shift. This may start seeming scatterbrained, I am not gonna lie. Oh, whoops. I, I'm not, I don't have any notes. I wasn't planning on talking about this. This wasn't what the episode was supposed to be. So yeah, so if I, may, if I keep coming back saying the same points or if I get lost or trail off or whatever, this is just wherever it wants to go. <laughs> some days you just need to get things off your chest. And some days, some days something is tugging at you to speak about something. 
and you don't know why. And it'll make sense someday, and you'll, you're, you'll find out later, or maybe you won't. Maybe this helps somebody, and I'm never going to hear about it. Or maybe it helps somebody, and I hear about it the next day. That'd be awesome. Whatever way it is, I feel really pushed to keep talking about this today. Maybe I just need to get it off my chest because it's bothering me so much. <laughs> so, so yeah, when it comes to the firewife term, I get why people are so down on it because you should have your own identity. But I think people care too much about their own identity. And they aren't always... I don't know. I feel like there needs to be a balance. Like, everything in life, right? I feel like you shouldn't be 100%, I'm firewife. 24 hours a day, all the time, you know, like, seven days a week, like, probably not, you know, you, you have a life, you have responsibilities to do, you probably have other things, or a career, or kids, or whatever, other, other interests that are a part of you, you are not just one thing, but that doesn't mean you can't shout it loud and proud when you mean it, <laughs> so maybe that, that conversation doesn't help out at all, I don't know. It is awkward for me to go back to saying fire wife, though. But that's a, the best way to describe me sometimes to people in certain situations. I mean, it's just like, you know, how it's it was around the old stuff at the department, at the old fire department Chris and I were on, and it's going to be the same thing here. I'm going to be Chris's wife. That's that's how it's going to be. And I'm, I'm okay with that because I love him and he deserves he deserves everything he's been working hard for but that's that's what I'm gonna be known as and then in my circles of things where I'm you know more known and whatnot he's gonna be referred to as Taylor's husband <laughs> so there's give and take there and even if you're a stay-at-home mom you're still gonna have that too it's still gonna be oh that's so-and-so's husband instead of so-and-so's wife right I don't know where I was going with that So I, I finally understand, after years, years of seeing posts on social media and stuff and talk from other wives about, about how when family or friends or someone asks them to do stuff on days their husbands have off of work and they just get floored by it. They don't understand. And oh, oh geez. <laughs> Not going to lie. A spider scared the crap out of me. <laughs> I didn't light the house on fire. Oh my goodness. Wouldn't that be the most hilarious way to meet people from the fire department here? <laughs> no, I'm not going to do it, but that'd be freaking hilarious. Uh, okay, where was I? <laughs> oh yeah, so I keep seeing posts and stuff about how people are, women are floored, the wives are floored, about how people are asking to do things on non-shift days. And I never quite understood it. I'm like, why does it matter? You know, like, I understand you want to spend time with your husband. I do. But why does it really matter so much that they're asking you to go out on a girl's night on a shift day? Oh, dude. Oh, dude, I get it now. I get it. I get it. And it did not take me very long. Because my mother, I love her very, very much. Right? But she was asking me to go to look kind of this girl's night out only thing at the end of the month. And it's on a Saturday, which is fine in normal cases, but that's one of Chris's 
days off from Academy. And where you guys heard before, where we don't have, we basically don't really interact with each other on the weeknights. We don't get time to actually talk about anything, anything. It's a quick, like, 10-minute rundown or less of our day, and then it's just quick studying, right? Um, so when it's, you know, when someone comes to me, even if it wasn't her, if it was anybody, it doesn't matter who it was, right? Ask me to take off a day and leave and not be around Chris when I could, especially when it's for a, a long period of time, because this probably would be a total of six-ish hours long of a thing. That's a lot, and that's hard to do. And I did have to turn her down on it, and I said, you know, if there's, if there's something during the week or during his academy days, I am more than happy. You know, like, that's fine. You know, he can, on one night, study alone or something if he needs to or something like that, right? I don't mind that. But when it's on his off day, we, we can actually spend time together and connect and, and enjoy each other's company. If, if I can't do something with Chris, if we're not going together, I'm probably not going to do it. Um, I, I'm hoarding that time with him as much as I can. So, no, it took me a long time. It, like, I, I just, I couldn't understand why people freaked out about it. And I haven't been on this, this side of things that long, but it came up that quick where I understand. I don't know what to talk about next. I, I don't know if I should keep going. I don't know if I should leave it for another time. I don't know how far into this I want to get. I don't even know if I have anything else to actually really say on this topic even. Like, there's so many thoughts coming to my brain right now that, that I never thought about. And it's, it's weird for me to be in that spot because I haven't been in a spot like this. Uh, I haven't been in a spot where so many ideas, so many thoughts, so many thoughts are coming to my head. It's, it's such a new territory. I haven't been there since when I first decided to become a firefighter. Right? I think that was the last time I felt like this. Because it was so much. It was overwhelming uh, information thrown my way. Overwhelming um, sense of almost duty. Right? But even, I mean... It translates straight over to the stuff I'm feeling right now again. Just, I don't know how to take it. I don't know how to feel. I have so many mixed emotions about it. I absolutely love that he is taking advantage of these opportunities of what he's worked so hard for, right? It's amazing. I, I asked and prayed for this, and we worked hard together to get him, to, to get him hired, right? He put in a lot of work. And I was right there with him, helping him study, helping him uh, train physically for the tests and stuff like that, making sure he was all good on, on his interview skills, right? Running through, because my brain works in those ways where I'm, I'm very organized and I'm very able to, okay, this is, you know, you, you can't come up with canned answers for an interview, right? You need to dig deep, deep down and... And figure out your why. Why are you doing this? And if all of your answers are 100% true and like truthful to who you are inside, 
if you don't get the job, that's fine. Because you you told the absolute 100% honest to God truth about yourself, right? You, you are giving them you on a platter, right? And, and you feel so much better about it in the long run. I mean, so many people just try to go out and find the quickest answers, the, what people want to hear, you know, what you should say for different interview questions. And that's not the way you do it. That's, that's not how you do the right thing for you. That's not how you do the right thing for your family. And that's not how you do the right thing for a department you want to be on. This, it, this episode is not about interviews. <laughs> but, you know, it, we worked hard for this. It was a lot of long nights, a lot of stressful nights and days. And it was a long process because anyone who knows the fire hiring process knows it's not short. But it's so worth it. In the end, even if it takes you many, many, many times, many different, uh, many different hiring cycles to get on, it is worth it when you finally do. And I'm happy for him for getting it because he deserves every bit of it. But it is more stressful than I anticipated on me, even though I don't have skin in the game. I, I shouldn't feel stressed. That's what, that's what my brain's telling me, right? My brain is saying, Taylor, you should not be stressed about this. You, you don't have to change anything. You know, you're not the one who's going through this. You're not the one who's going through the physically demanding training. You're not the one who's going through and having to ace these tests. You're, it's, you know, your butt's not on the line. It's his, it's not yours. I know that. But for some reason, the other part of my brain won't let that be. It's just, it's, I feel so stressed all the time right now. And not getting that usual relief from really enjoying my husband's company at the end of the day right now is very honestly one of the most difficult things I've ever had to do. And I know there's going to be people out there who have gone through this before or who are in other situations and they're gonna not understand how I'm taking it so hard. They're gonna just be like, they're not, they're gonna think I'm weak and they're gonna think I'm selfish. D all of the above. I don't care what they think because I think there's gotta be at least somebody out there or somebody who knows somebody who's feeling like this right now. Or a firefighter whose husband or wife is at home not knowing that they may feel this exact same way. And it's funny because I've talked to Chris about this a little bit, but I don't think I've gotten down to the raw emotion of it at the same time. Um, I've tried to keep it more more lighthearted and more conversational and just kind of informing him what's going on and kind of how I'm feeling because as you guys have heard me talk before communication if I'm having a bad day if I'm having a bad time with this he needs to know that but I don't think I've gone down this much of an emotional road with it as I am with you guys right now <laughs> but if you are feeling this way like I am, 
It doesn't matter if you didn't feel it right away. It doesn't make your feelings any less validated because maybe something new happened or maybe something just finally clicked in your brain that made you start freaking out. I don't know what it is, but you need to talk to your spouse, to your significant other, whatever, and get down to these raw emotions with them and let them see that because that is why you are together. You are not there just simply to have someone to cohabitate with. That's not the point of a marriage. That's not the point of a relationship. You are there to be each other's stronghold every day and help each other through problems. And even though they're the ones who are out and doing the hard job, the quote-unquote hard job, the, the more meaningful thing. You need to know that your struggles still matter. And they matter just as much. Don't let anyone tell you that your struggles don't matter just as much. Yes, you didn't hold the hand of a kid as he died in a tragic car accident. But you still had a hard day. There's always going to be something that's going to trump it out with with first responders, right? And that shouldn't matter. So, communication. It, it is the utmost priority. Utmost. Don't string each other along. Don't, <laughs> you know, don't fake being happy. Be happy if you're happy. Be sad if you're sad. I mean, try to make the most of every moment, right? You're not going to try to be sad all the time. You know, try to be excited when they're around. Because you do want the time you spend to them to be, spend with them <laughs> to be meaningful. But you don't have to be fake. And if they think you're happy, if you act like you're happy, if you never tell them what you're actually feeling, they're going to assume that everything is perfect and happy and not a care in the world. And you know what? I don't know for a fact about this. This isn't a, this doesn't come from any expert advice, right? But I have a feeling that that is the biggest contributor to firefighter divorces to first responder divorces is someone like me being in this situation freaking out not used to this not liking it putting up with it for a while trying to put on a good face let's say I'm not going to do this but but you know going on stringing this issue on for for years thinking I can handle it and thinking I can basically handle it alone or with maybe a few friends or people out there thinking that it'll all work itself out and things will be okay you know maybe maybe the next promotion will make it easier you know maybe yeah we we decided he was spending more time at home now or something like that so we'll make it easier it doesn't make it easier okay the, you're still going to have problems if you don't communicate very you, doing an ugly honesty right the down deep into your core and just 
very blatant exactly how you're feeling. You can't skirt around this stuff. You have to get down to those dirty details. And, you know, that, like I said, that doesn't come from any expert advice. That doesn't come from any experience. I don't know anybody who's actually been a first responder and got divorced because of the first responding stuff. This is just coming from the problems that I know that I have with my husband. The problem that I problems that I know that my friends have with their husbands and spouses. The problems that I know my parents have had with each other. You know, other relationships I've grown up around, I've I've lived around. I've been able to pick up on some of the flaws and we all have flaws in our relationships and you're kidding yourself if you think you don't (laughs) right but one way we can minimize some of those is by being brutally honest to each other and and it's not something that you're going to go say nasty things or whatever to each other like I hate how you always do this and I hate this and why do you do this it's not the kind of honesty I'm talking about I'm I'm talking about just honestly how you're feeling and being able to to make an attempt at least to understand their side of things in a real way. Not just say like, oh, I understand or yeah, I understand where you're coming from, but like truly, truly understand and put yourself in their shoes for that. But I mean, that... That's a cycle I could see easily happening if Chris and I didn't talk a lot, right? If we hadn't already begun this process or put put the standard in place for our marriage where we brutally, honestly tell each other what's going on most of the time and when we're having problems, I could see us having problems in the future. That sucks saying because I don't ever want to have problems with my marriage with my husband in the future, you know, ever. But... It could have easily gone that way very quickly, very quickly. With as quickly as I got freaked out about this whole new situation I'm living in, yeah, yeah, it could have. So, I, I can't stress that enough, you guys. I can't, I can't stress enough how important it is to talk. <laughs> and, I mean, I know, I know ladies, I know spouses, they silent treatment a lot of them love the silent treatment it doesn't work they can't read minds you'd love to think they can but they can't I can't even read minds I can't read Chris's mind we don't ever really have any big fights but there's a little a lot of little confusions or little um, upset annoyances that happen and it's just because we didn't tell each other everything that's all it was it turned into way more I think, I think that's where I'm going to end it out on this episode, because I thought I was done a long time ago, and apparently I wasn't. <laughs> apparently I really need to get something off my chest, and I don't know, I hope you guys understand, and I hope, I hope if you take anything away from this, it's that, you know, you, you can try to be as prepared as you want to be, but you're not always going to be prepared for every situation. And it's going to take a lot of work. And it's going to take adjusting and getting used to. And it's going to take communication. And 
it's if you're in a good spot right now now is the perfect time to start implementing those safeguards in place those those open lines of communication those safe spaces for each other those carved out expectations and carved out time to spend together because if you if you wait until you're in a bad spot it's going to be so hard you can do it but it's it's, it's going to be very difficult if we didn't already have this in place it, it would be a nightmare right now all right it meant it, this episode was actually going to be a fun episode fun and funny episode right like I had a great topic for today and there's that stupid blue jay again ah but uh i know it got a little serious uh, a little deep a lot deep actually um but it's apparently what i needed to talk about today and that's how things go not not always as planned but what we need so all right i will talk to you guys on the next episode um go ahead and give me a follow on social media, I am on Facebook and Instagram at Couplings Podcast. No, geez, Taylor, come on, at Couplings Fire Podcast. Um, if you're ever on Clubhouse, you can find me on there at Couplings Pod. Uh, let's see, email is couplingsfirepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, come chat, come interact. Uh, I'll talk about anything. I'll talk about Firewife Life. <laughs> I'll talk about actual firefighting I love talking about intricacies and tactics and like uh, I love talking about back-end stuff PR stuff recruitment stuff I I'm not super knowledgeable on like nozzles and things but I'm learning so there's that uh, <laughs> but anything I want is up to talk about give me a shout I'm happy to happy to have a conversation with you until next time I'll see you on the next episode bye Thanks for coming by and listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to leave a rating and a review wherever you're listening. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Couplings Fire Podcast. See you next time, everybody.